Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and love is in the air today at The Good Vanilla Podcast, everyone. It is Valentine's Day. Well, I'm recording this on Valentine's Day. Today is not Valentine's Day, obviously, but I have decided to do an episode dedicated to love, and more specifically, love in a tent. I have been looking for this episode. I I stumbled upon it because there are quite a few episodes dedicated to Ina and Jeffrey, whether it's like an anniversary or whatever it happens to be. But this one, I saw the the title of this episode, which is called Food with Love. And I was like, okay, this sounds good. And I didn't realize it until halfway through that this was the tent episode. And really a cornerstone, like benchmark episode for the Barefoot Contessa and and Barefoot Contessa fanatics too. Like, I feel like anytime I talk to someone who is, you know, uh, committed to Ina and uh, the lore of the Barefoot Contessa knows this episode. So I am very excited to talk about it. So today, as I was saying, is dedicated to love. And what greater love story is there than the story of Ina and Jeffrey? I mean, as of today, 2021, like this year, they have been married for 52 years. They met when Ina went to visit her brother at Dartmouth in the early 60s. And the rest is kind of history. It's it's just a beautiful story. And most of you know the story. I mean, anyone who kind of even really doesn't know the ins and outs of, you know, every single detail of Ina's life, they know Ina and Jeffrey. They, they love and admire their relationship i think it's the it's like hashtag goals as the kids say do they say that anymore i don't know but i really don't have too much else to get into i'm just like staring at the wall here trying to think if there's anything that i should update you all on but uh i think it's time to let's just get into this let's get into this episode this is back to basics season one episode 15 food with love So we start out the episode with Ina just cruising through the Hamptons. You know, the top is down in her car and she says, I can't believe it. Jeffrey and I have been married for 40 years. How did that happen? And I'm planning a little celebration. Just the two of us, one of his favorite dinners and a trip down memory lane. On the menu this episode are Campari Orange Spritzers. Uh, that's, as she says, to commemorate their time, I guess, like a trip to Italy they must have had many moons ago. And to continue the, you know, the Italian sort of theme, she's moving on to also make Italian wedding soup with chicken meatballs. And then she adds, well, you know that thing about Jeffrey and chicken. So, of course, they have to be chicken meatballs. And then for dessert, it's brownie pudding, which, uh, I mean... There are a few things in this world that I love more than brownies. I, I When people ask me, you know, what is your favorite dessert? Honestly, it's a really well-made brownie with like a scoop of like really good vanilla bean ice cream and maybe like espresso to like finish it. Not like on top, but like, you know, to, to sip on after I eat it. I, I just really love, I think I've said it before too, like anytime I have like Anytime someone offers me like homemade cake or other sort of page, I love something that's like really dense and chewy and moist. So brownies are just like the the ultimate experience when it comes to those adjectives too. I, I really, really enjoy a brownie. So this is something that I would love to make. I know Keon and I were talking about it because I made him watch this episode with me because he had never seen it and I just needed to like 
watch him watch it. Um, so he was saying that we should make it, even though it's obviously terrible for you. But, you know, it's uh, we're celebrating love today. Calories don't count. And in addition to the brownie pudding, the like the the cherry on top of this love Sunday is a DVD of their special times together to make it a night to remember, Ina says. Ugh, it's so wonderful. Okay, so let's get into this. So Ina enters the house with the DVD in hand. She says, I just picked it up. She kind of comes in like, it's like a la Mr. Rogers. Like she kind of like walks through the door. She has the DVD and she like takes off this like black shawl. She's wearing like a classic... I say it's like a blue shirt. I wouldn't say like denim, but it's like a blue dress shirt. Um, and she just looks very casual. She just like puts it on the counter and um, she, she just dives right into this brownie pudding. So she starts with eggs and sugar. Of course, she says you can't make brownie pudding without eggs and sugar. So Ina reminds us as she's starting this brownie pudding recipe that it is from Anna Pump, who, from what I gather, is responsible for like Loaves and Fishes. Not only did she do the Loaves and Fishes cookbook, she's best known for that bakery. It's a gourmet takeout shop in the Hamptons. I mean, I don't need to lecture anyone who's listening to this podcast about what Loaves and Fishes is. I mean, come on. If you don't know Loaves and Fishes, do your research, okay? Um, but she is responsible. She wrote four cookbooks and it was the owner of the Bridgehampton Inn. Unfortunately, Anna Pump is no longer with us. So rest in peace, Miss Pump. And thank you for this recipe because it is one for the book. So let's continue. So Ina starts uh, with the eggs and the sugar. And as they're whipping, she sort of reminisces about how one year Jeffrey and her went to the beach together and Jeffrey bought her a box of brownies. I do remember that episode. And I specifically remember there was like, I I don't know what Ina thought it might have been because they were at the beach and she's sitting in the car and Jeffrey like hands her the box and she looks at it and there's like just like, a slight tinge of disappointment and then she opens up the box and she like laughs and it's good it's like it's I don't know what I know was expecting I'm sure she was happy with it too but she I mean she's over it now obviously too because she's still talking about it to this day so I guess those brownies must have been good I think I think they were from loaves and fishes if I'm remembering correctly so it all comes around full circle So next, she combines the cocoa powder and flour. She reminds us to use really good cocoa powder. I think that's one thing in my pantry that I've never explored. I know there are, there's like a really, really great, um, it's like more of a spice place in Pittsburgh. It's called Penzies, P-E-N-Z-E-Y-S, apostrophe S. Um, And they have like these amazing cocoa powders that are like a million dollars for like an ounce of it. Not really, but... It is something that I I feel there's a middle ground somewhere. So I'll put out the, uh, you know, I'll pose the question to all you listeners. What is, where, where can I find, or I guess like, what is a good brand of cocoa powder that you use that you find really works? That's, you know, it's not like just any sort of generic cocoa powder you might find at the store that won't break the bank. Let me know. So next she scrapes the seeds out of a vanilla bean and adds it to the batter. Uh, And then she adds, I mean... She adds a tablespoon of framboise, which is raspberry liqueur. And I i mean, it ruins it, to be honest. I mean, we all know how I feel. I know she says, she says, like, you won't even know it's there, but it adds like an extra flavor of something. But if it was me, I would probably take out the framboise and put in like a tablespoon of brewed coffee or maybe like a tablespoon of like brewed espresso. I, that would be my, I'll, that would be my substitution for this. But I know a lot of people love, you know, raspberry and brownie and chocolates. That's fine. It's fine. 
And next she adds the butter. And as she's like making her way to the standing mixer, she kind of like, she like looks at the camera. She's like, don't start with me. You can't make brownies without butter. And then she adds it in. So she's using two sticks of butter. And she said, anyone who tries to make brownies without butter should be arrested. She's like, hmm. She's also spilling the butter like all over the standing mixer. It is hard to pour anything into a standing mixer, especially when it's on. Um, And she's like using like the saucepan. So, um... It's just a mess, but she gets most of it in it, and it's fine. The batter looks, oh my gosh, it looks incredible. It looks like canned chocolate frosting, which reminds me of like, oh God, at the beginning of the pandemic, like very, very beginning, like back in like probably a year, almost coming up on a year when we were like, we still on occasion order our groceries just to be delivered. But back when like nothing was really open, we were ordering groceries and I got into this terrible habit of just ordering a can of chocolate frosting like every two weeks, maybe even every week. It, I mean, ugh, gosh, I'm not embarrassed, though. It was it was delicious. And I would just take just like a spoonful of it every so often when I needed it because I was I, I mean, everyone dealt with it in different ways too. just like I think where I went was I was like it felt like the beginning of lockdown felt like it was just like a big snowstorm that was coming. And I just immediately wanted to like eat everything <laughs> because I was like, it's winter. I don't have to go anywhere, you know, bring on the sweatpants and the big hoodies and let's eat this frosting. It was, uh, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times really. But, um, this back to this batter, it, it just really, really, really looks great. Um, and then Ina says, she says, what makes me think I can just serve it like this? And Jeffrey would be very happy. <laughs> and then she she actually makes a water bath and she adds the water outside of the oven, even though on that last episode, she just said, hot tip. If you're going to make a water bath, put, you know, the pan in the oven first and add water to it, as opposed to like wa- putting the water in the sort of nine by 13 and or like the roasting pan, I guess she uses in this and then like having to like do like a balancing act and not spill the water as you put it into the oven i guess um i guess she didn't know so ina finishes up this segment by saying poor jeffrey is chained to his desk but we have plans to meet later little does ina know that jeffrey he is out and about he is on the loose uh he is in the car and jeffrey says i guess if it's a lie for love it's not such a bad thing So he goes, uh, he starts to talk about the camping trip in France. Of course, like everyone who's a a huge fan of Ida knows that I, the one thing I don't know is how long the camping trip lasts or lasted. Sorry. In my mind, you know how, like when you're young and then you just like go backpacking through Europe. Um, I just don't know. I said Europe. So weird. I was like Europe. That, that was very Pittsburgh. Europe is what I meant to say. Thank you. Um, so I, I don't know like how long the trip was. But anyway, they basically backpacked through, like, in France specifically, not backpacked, but camped. Um, And, of course, like, Ina brought this sort of, like, I don't know, like, portable oven or not portable oven. Um, You know, she just, like, really made it work, I guess. They were still able to eat, like, a lot of delicious things um, as they were camping. So it's obviously, uh, like, a throwback to that period in their life. So what Jeffrey's plan is, is to buy her a tent, which we'll get into in just a moment. So we cut back to Ina's house, and Ina does, Ina does like, a Shanae turn into her pantry. <laughs> I don't know why she did it. Like, it was just a really weird... She should have came from, like, the left 
side of the screen and just like walked in and started talking but she was on the right and she like did she it's a shenay turn i don't know how else to explain it and it made me laugh um so she gives us like a little bit of like a crash course on liqueur and she talks about one time she made a mixed berry pavlova uh for jeffrey on his birthday and she added um i don't know what liqueur she was talking about there I don't know if she was talking about the Campari or something else. Oh, I think she was talking about the um, the framboise uh, because she mentioned it in the brownie pudding. And then she talked about coffee liqueur, like it's really great. And obviously like any sort of de- like a lot of desserts, but specifically chocolate desserts, because it is sort of that magic, you know, missing ingredient that makes chocolate taste more chocolatey. And there's like a clip of Jeffrey. She's like, Jeffrey went crazy for the espresso ice cream that I made for him. Coffee liqueur really turned the volume up. And I do remember that episode because it's the one where she makes him the espresso ice cream first. But then she also makes him, I think, some sort of uh, like some sort of soup. And um, I think it's like, let's say it's like chicken noodle soup. And they're on the phone and Ina's driving away somewhere. And she's like, did you like the soup? And he's like, oh, yeah, the beef soup or, or something. It was really great. And she's like, you are so busted. It's chicken noodle soup. And he's like, bah. And then that's it. <laughs> it's uh, embarrassing how much um, I know about the show. How many times I've seen these episodes too. But uh, but the espresso ice cream does look incredible when he opens it up. And the whole bit for that specific episode was that Jeffrey is going to go to the espresso ice cream before everything. And he definitely does. Who wouldn't? And she also talks about cognac real quick. She says she uses it for dessert. She uses it for beef bourguignon. And she also used it when she made steak au poivre um, one time a, a year or so ago. And she said, we're still married. So I guess it was okay. So she takes the brownie pudding out of the oven. It looks so good. The one thing about it, it is one of those uh, recipes where it's like she put it like a, a tester in a, like a, you know, like a little skewer to see. But it's supposed to be wet. So like, I guess you just trust that it's done. I don't know. It's almost like a molten lava. I guess it is supposed to be pudding at the end of the day. So it's kind of a combo of both. But it, it looks sensational. So now it's time for the Italian wedding soup. So she unwraps ground chicken and then ground chicken sausage. And then she adds in some fresh breadcrumbs, chops some garlic and parsley and adds it to the meat. And then she grates, of course, some pecorino and some parmesan. She reminds us that she uses Reggiano, but you can use Grana Padano, but it's technically not Parmesan. But it does taste similar, and it is less expensive. So for all the poor people out there, I guess it's Grana Padano for us. And last, she adds an egg to bind it all together. And I do like that she bakes her meatballs, which is what I do as well. Um, For wedding soup specifically, I do love, like, the teeny tiny meatballs in wedding soup. These are a little bit more substantial, which I think does work. It gives, it feels more like an entree rather than like, I guess you could also have like a cup of wedding soup with the tiny meatballs as an entree as well. But like, it just feels heartier. It feels like there's more involved with these like bigger meatballs. So next we go back to Jeffrey, who is at the local sporting goods store in search of this tent. And the music playing is that sort of like, da 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 I just love like that casual jaunty playful music uh so he enters the store and he's like you know I came in to buy a tent I have a picture of it I'd like to show you and he pulls out this like like this picture of the tent and it's a beautiful tent like they they honestly they don't make tents like this anymore they're just like it's more like sharp and angular rather than you know 
nowadays it's like a little bit more domey and the guy was like the guy at the register he's like oh wow that's an old tent and jeffrey leans in and he's like do you do you have a tent like that and uh the guy's like maybe not quite like that but we can get you an up-to-date tent and then the guy goes and grabs really there's nothing that's going to be as similar to what they just don't make tents like that, unfortunately. So he brings the box back, and it's fine. Like, I think for what they had available, he finds, you know, the best match. And Jeffrey, he, like, leans in. He's like, uh, is this easy to get together? And the guy's like, yeah, it is, it is. And Jeffrey goes, no, you know, when I say simple, it's got to be simple. And the guy's like, a kid can do it. And Jeffrey's like, oh, a kid, huh? I guess I could do that. Okay, I'll buy it. I, it's just funny, like, this entire episode is much like other episodes too made to to make Jeffrey look like a big doofus <laughs> but like Jeffrey is I think he's just so smart like all of his brain is dedicated to like teaching economics at Yale and writing books so when it comes to like other things like this like he just doesn't have the capacity to do it which I mean makes sense it's like some of the smartest people I know are like also like in ways the dumbest people in other categories obviously like they're killing it in their profession and they're like a functioning member of society but when it comes to like building a tent or remembering your anniversary or in this episode running over your computer in the driveway which we'll get to in just a moment I just think that's where Jeffrey kind of lacks in that department so it, it is in a way really funny and I know they're kind of amping it up especially like in a segment later which we will get to so Jeffrey buys the tent and he's on his way back to the house. And the other thing that makes me laugh is that when Ina says like Jeffrey's chained to his desk, he's not like at an office. He's supposed to be like, like he's at his office in the house. And obviously Ina would know if Jeffrey left the house or not. So this ruse, I can see right through it. But, you know, we kind of suspend our disbelief for the sake of for the sake of love. So Ina continues with this uh, Italian wedding soup. She comments that her and Jeffrey, they really like to have um, quiet birthdays and quiet anniversaries. They like a low-key sort of night. So a dinner like this is perfect. And I say, I would say like today's like Valentine's Day. And Keon and I, we, I don't know, we just never really celebrated it. We do. Like if, if the world was like open, I think what we'd probably do today is just go to like a nice restaurant and that'd prob probably be it. We don't really buy gifts, although he has something planned tonight, and I don't know what it is. He had to use my computer, like my old, old, like, piece of junk computer that has, like, 5,000 viruses that takes, like, 45 minutes to start. He was like, do you know where your power cord is for your, um, your HP? And I was like, why? He's like, I want to see if I can do something he's like I might have something planned for tonight but I don't want to he's like I don't want to get a, vi a virus on my computer so can I try it on yours I was like what in the world could you be planning and before I started recording this episode he says it's going to work out so I I don't know what he has planned but I will report back next week with his Valentine's Day surprise so who knows maybe he's buying a tent <laughs> I don't know so Ina continues she does add uh, the fact that neither of us like surprises, she says, her and Jeffrey both. But I'd venture to say, the way that Ina says it, I feel like Ina hates surprises maybe just a little more than Jeffrey. I could see Jeffrey, like, going with it because he's just, like, you know, a, love of, a lovable sort of adorable man. I think he'd be fine with it. But I, I honestly don't think that Ina likes surprises. So... So she adds some onion, celery, and one carrot to a, sort of like a stock pot. 
And as she's sort of like sauteing that, she says, you know, people often ask me, what's the secret to a good marriage? And she says, I don't know. I would hate to have a marriage where I have to work at it. She's like, we just have a good time together. He wants me to be happy. I want him to be happy. It's so simple. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a dream marriage. But, uh, you know, life gets complicated. I'm sure they've had their rows every once in a while. Everyone does. But, uh, I mean, the, that picture is is very lovely. And I do like the idea of both, like, the opposite person wants the other person to, to just be happy with what they're doing with their life. So I do appreciate that. So next, she adds five cups of chicken stock and a quarter cup of white wine. And she also, like, looks at the camera again. She's like, Jeffrey's working so hard. He's the smartest guy I know. I think it's why it works so well. I'm the more practical one in the relationship. And then she goes, although I do remember a time when I left him home alone and he ran his computer over with his car. You don't even want to know how that happens. <laughs> I mean, those are the kind of, I need I need to know. I do want to know, Ina, how that happened because... How did that happen? I, 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 is it a, was it a laptop? Was it a desktop? I'm sure it wasn't a desktop. But as I watched this with uh, Keon, his face was like flabbergasted. He was just like, "What?" Um, oh God, God bless Jeffrey Garden. I just think he's uh, he's the best. And speaking of Jeffrey, we <laughs> next we have this like it's like an um, it should be like a Benny Hill montage of Jeffrey putting this tent together. It's like dan 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 dan. You can tell he's I I can I will say you can tell he's sort of hamming it up for the camera. He opens up like the box for the tent. <laughs> And the instructions go like flying across the yard. That could have been a happy accident, though, because it seemed a little windy, which is like not the environment you want when you're putting up a tent. Uh, and he's like kind of talking like out loud to the camera. He's like, I hate doing this kind of stuff. I should have had Ina do it. She'd do a way better job than me. And then they show him just like he like throws the entire like base of the tent over his. He's like wearing it like like a blanket almost and it's like swallowing him up it's like in the like in the cartoons when someone's like skiing and then they turn into like a life-size snowball and they're like tumbling down the hill this that's like the same sort of idea only with like tent materials there's like plastic poles and like pieces of tarp and just like limbs everywhere it is spectacular uh and like just as like jeffrey is like the most tangled they have smash cut back to ina putting pasta in the soup it's like the perfect juxtaposition of um chaos and then just like calm stirring of this italian wedding soup (laughs) Ugh, it's this show is amazing this episode is amazing and it's not even reached a peak yet i i can't wait to get to the end so um really it's just we go back to Ina just for like a second stirring that soup and then we go back to jeffrey and he he has the tent like i'd say 90 percent put together and then although he does look at his watch and he's like oh i gotta he says "Uh uh-oh i gotta go be at my desk that's where ina thinks i am so as jeffrey is making his way back to the house hopefully successfully fingers crossed without seeing without bumping into ina um ina is making these campari spritzers i don't think i've ever had campari if i've had it it might have been in another drink but i don't think i've ever had a drink where it was you know featured so heavily so it's really just campari freshly squeezed orange juice and sparkling water. I feel like it's very similar. It looks similar to like an Aperol spritz, which is like all I drank in Italy when we were over there. Because And even like when I came back to the States too, like it's the perfect, perfect summer drink. So if anyone has never had an Aperol spritz, 
do yourself a favor and get one. It is definitely, like I said, it's it's definitely better in the summer. It just feels like a summer drink, but you can have them in the winter. Why not? So next they show Jeffrey like dashing back to his desk. <laughs> and then Ina like rounds the corner just a few seconds later with the Campari spritzers. And she says, do I have a treat for you? Come with me. I feel like she says, come with me a lot. Anytime she's like surprising Jeffrey, it's very sweet. And so they kind of go over to the, like the living area and like they basically she hands him the remote she calls it the clicker uh and she's like go ahead and press play and then the dvd begins i have to say this i don't think i've ever said this on the podcast before but young jeffrey garden was a looker i think he's so sexy it's like this perfect combo of like him being like a sexy sort of nerdy guy. I don't know how else to explain it. And if you haven't seen young Jeffrey Garden, do yourself a favor and and look it up too because he is he's very handsome and Ina is like they're like the perfect couple. They're both so beautiful and so young and just in love. And Ina comments, she's like I just love you in your uniform. And they show clips of them like within the barefoot contessa and just like just like some b-roll footage and stuff like that and there is like a whole section of just like jeffrey kissing ina just like just little kisses and stuff like that and and jeffrey's like oh i'm sensing a common theme here i'm kissing you and you're putting food in my mouth and then they just like they roar with laughter it's very very sweet though and she adds at the end there's like a clip of her actually saying this um as they're watching it on the DVD, they say, or Ina says, there's nowhere I'd rather be than home with you forever. And I just love that because honestly, I hate leaving the house. So that is my dream. And I looked at Keon and I was like, that's my dream for us to never leave the house again. And then he rolled his eyes. But um, it, it was a very sweet sentiment. And I just love them both so much. So Ina heads back to the kitchen and she's finishing up the wedding soup. She puts the meatballs in and then adds a handful of fresh dill and also some baby spinach on top of that too. So then she plates it and grates some fresh Parmesan on top and it's time for dinner. They have a lovely dinner. They sit at this table with like this like deep purple tablecloth and some matching hydrangeas. I don't know if they're like purple or they're blue, but they look like a dark like violet color it's very sweet um and just like a lovely little setting and they have soup and they're chit-chatting and then Ina says it's time for dessert I'm gonna go get the brownie pudding and Jeffrey's like why don't you know it's a beautiful night why don't we have it outside and Ina's like oh yeah she's like how about I meet you out there so Ina goes back into the kitchen she's completely smitten with the idea she says I love Jeffrey's idea of having a romantic dinner under the stars Little does she know that Jeffrey is uh, luring her into that tent. So look out, Ina. So she comes out. She finds Jeffrey. And I feel like it's like pretty far away from the house because I guess he had to hide the tent in a way too. But so she walks outside holding the brownie pudding and she's like, "Uh, what exactly is that? (laughs) It's just I could tell she was like a little bit. Like what? Like it was a surprise, and I've never heard that tone of voice with Ina before, too. But she's a good sport about it. Jeffrey says, "This is my creation," and then Ina laughs. I feel like he's very proud of himself putting the tent together, and Ina can't believe that he did put it together. She's like, "You did this yourself," and Jeffrey says something like, "Oh, it was a piece of cake." So Ina says, "Are we getting in this tent?" And Jeffrey's like, "Yeah, let's go in. Let's go in." And this is where. It's just pure magic here, really. So Jeffrey goes into the tent first, and then it's kind of this, like, shot. It's not like a a shot in the wide, but the camera is, like, really pulled back. 
and you see the tent they're like getting in and Ina is just like roaring with laughter she she says she says that she breaks the tent. She's like, I think I broke the tent. And then they're just kind of like laughing. And the last shot of this episode are both of them sitting in the tent with their brownie pudding. And Ina says, if this tent be rockin', don't be knockin'. And then she zips the tent shut. And uh, the world was never the same, quite honestly. Um, speaking of like cultural resets, that that's one for me, really. I, I just remember <laughs> the first time I saw that. It is one for the books. And Keon and I were both like screaming because he did not know that was happening. And I was just like watching him like, Ooh. I couldn't wait to see his reaction. And he was just like beside himself. It's the best. And what a way to end that episode. <sighs> It's a great one. It's it is one for the book. So if you have not seen it, I'm sure it's on like YouTube or something. If you went and searched Ina Garden tent, maybe who knows if I find it, I will put a link to it in the show notes. But it is a great episode. It's a great Ina and Jeffrey episode. One of my favorites for sure. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. So thank you all for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at goodvanillapod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I have made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. If you just search The Good Vanilla, it'll pop right up. So join me. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I saw two new five-star ratings this week. Thank you to whoever left them. I always appreciate that. I also wanted to give a shout out to Orlando, Florida, because I see the stats coming in and you guys, I, I think the number one city, believe it or not, is Pittsburgh and Orlando is a close second. So to all those Orlando queens out there, thank you. Also, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can also find me on my other podcast, the best supporting podcast every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe. Happy Valentine's Day, and I'll see you next time.